chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan. And Thomas, before we get into our news and preview of Road America this weekend, we got some big news from a podcast. We got some downloads in Norway now. We're now world famous in six countries. Six countries. And, you know, you, you want to hit Scandinavia pretty hot and heavy. I feel like they they got some cash laying around. Um, and they like good-looking hair. So I think, you know, we can sell that mane and tail deal we're working on. Yeah. I don't know if they have Hunt Bros Pete's out there, but but uh, I'm sure we can get it out there. And I for sure they don't have eight ball whiskey because we don't have it yet here in Texas. Yeah. But yeah. soon, but soon. All right. So let's get into news around NASCAR. Probably, in my opinion, the biggest news out of the year outside of the next gen uh, car reveal. Uh, Trackhouse is going to buy Chip Ganassi's NASCAR operations. The sale will occur after the conclusion of the season on November 7th. Some details about that. Trackhouse will get two charters and all NASCAR-related capital uh, from Ganassi's operation. Yeah, it uh, it sort of came out of nowhere, but it didn't come out of nowhere. Um, I mean, we know Trackhouse had been looking for a, a, a charter, and apparently they were looking for two because um, all this time I didn't realize because I didn't read deep into the weeds. I'm not a Darren Ravel, uh, like NASCAR nerd that everyone hates with a passion. You know how everyone hates Darren, Darren Ravel. You're blocked um, by Darren Ravel. Uh, on like four different things. He's back when I had Twitter before I realized it was a, a communist propaganda machine. I uh, Like they were leasing their charter from Spire Motorsports. And Spire sold that charter to Colic. So they needed to... Um, they found two. We had mentioned in the past, like, is Chip Ganassi uh, putting all his effort into NASCAR that he could be? It seems like he's doing indie, and we were waffling back and forth. I know we had talks with people, like, uh, is Felix Sabatis dead and, <laughs> and stuff like that? And it turns out maybe he wasn't, uh, you know, maybe he's just tired of being is spread pretty thin. Well, here's the funny thing. Uh, I texted you and Luke about this. Chip Ganassi said in this press conference, quote, also, I can honestly say that my NASCAR team was not for sale, end quote. Do we actually believe that? Yeah, I don't, I mean, it could, it could have not been, I like, he didn't say when it was, I like, it could have not been for sale last year. Like, I don't own a house, but if I had a house, it wouldn't be up for sale, but if somebody came around and said, Hey, you want 10 million for this house? I'd be like, yeah, I just yeah. tend to not believe it because we've had, had talks like, Hey, does he really, is he putting all of his effort into his NASCAR operation? Well, that, I mean, that was us talking about it as average fans. Yeah. Um, we're just average schmoes, but average schmoes. Um, and, um, yeah. We like we maybe the Larson thing broke him. Maybe seeing someone he had under contract as well uh, as recently as last year having this much success. Meanwhile, Ross Chastain should have had two top tens this last week and didn't get two top tens. You know, maybe that broke him. And he was like, Hey, track house, you want these? 
So speaking of Ross Chastain, do you think the, the remainder of the season is a job interview for him? Who we see I mean, it's candidates I, that, for the second charter. That seems like what everyone is – everyone thinks it's between Kurt Busch and Ross Chastain. I don't know if they would look at an outside person. You know, Ryan Priest has had some success in the trucks and the JTG Doherty's, you know. That's not really going well. You know, are they looking outside at possibly an outside driver or is it down to those two, Kurt Busch? I would think Kurt Busch would have first choice. Yeah. Um, or is he it, going to 2311? Or is he, yeah, is he going to 23XI? I don't know. So that's, it uh, that's something to be seen, you know. That's this silly season back in the day used to start in September. Maybe this year it'll end in September. Well, I think it would be interesting, too, just because of the next gen and how we're going to see some of these teams react. And now now's the time to buy in if you're an up and coming team like we've seen with uh, Trackhouse and colleagues. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it. That's actually our next talking point. Oh, my God. What a sweet segue that was. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the only sweeter segue is Paul Blart, Mall Cops. <laughs> so as uh, so we transitioned, Dale Earnhardt Jr., is saying that the cost of a charter is Junior Motorsports' only roadblock to a move to Cup and says with Next Gen, it'll be more expensive to be in Xfinity Series than Cup Series. I found, A, there's a lot of stuff in this whole thing, which he apparently talked about on his podcast, which his podcast is awesome, but he, like, hey, we want to get you as a guest, and they're like, no, we'd rather go on Dale Download, <laughs> you know, <laughs> come on, man, give us a chance, you got your NASCAR money, but uh, yeah, that's alarming to me that Xfinity and uh, trucks are going to be more expensive to run than Cup Series, because what happens to those series, or do they got a next-gen car coming next year or the year after? Yeah, that I'm not sure, because even like with the car tomorrow or whatever it was today did xfinity and truck adopt that too or was that too i don't i don't believe so they were running different packages um and then he oh god well wouldn't you want to be in cup instead of like why choose to be like i know that's what i don't get like like wouldn't you think that you would want to get rid of your xfinity operation and move up to the cup would there be more money and stuff like that well and that was funny because the other thing he said he said 10 million dollars is out of his range and i am i'm personally shocked by that i can't believe that dale jr one of the biggest names in nascar couldn't find 10 million to get in the cup series it must be telling that they it'd be hard to get sponsorship money, but you think with the Earnhardt name attached to it, you'd be able to find a a sponsor that could afford it. Or yeah, I I worked on the assumption that Dale Jr. had four hundred and twenty million dollars lying around because he's like the even not racing, he's one of the bigger names in NASCAR. And or you, I mean, he could be other- like. Chick- or you could be like some other celebrities come in and partner with them because it's yeah i mean that's the biggest name in nascar essentially is the yeah you think I that think. You know, someone like pitbull or michael jordan who have already bought in you could find somebody that's similar that wants to uh ride this momentum and team up with him and uh get them into cup well and to me if dale earnhardt wanted to come up with 10 million dollars tomorrow i think he can go the shaquille o'neal route and do commercials for 
uh, 69 different products and you should be able to uh, roll that into a here's 10 million dollars and like if you're saying it's gonna be more expensive how much more expensive if it's a two million more expensive like that's just a five-year investment that you're paying for now yeah. as opposed to down the road but i yeah that i i was just shocked about numerous things he said in that little thingy so it sounds like if he doesn't have 10 million and he's got a more popular podcast than us it sounds like we may need to keep our jobs yeah yeah sad <laughs> all right some other news uh nascar is the first league to partner with better view that's b-e-t-t-o-r for sports gambling fans uh, Better View is a leading in-venue sports betting, marketing, and technology platform. Uh, their idea is to deliver NASCAR content at venues located within legal online betting uh, sales across the country. And with the playoffs approaching, Better View will showcase customized NASCAR stats, analytics, and odds, along with special sports betting promotions in restaurants, bars, stadiums, and NASCAR tracks in those betting-friendly states. I, I'm torn on this one. You know, I think, A, I think it's good because it'll help with popularity and whatnot. But I'm one of the few people in the world that thinks we need less people betting <laughs> as opposed to more. Um, I, uh, as, as an aside, I worked at a, a gas station um, in my younger uh, years, and we sold lottery tickets. And I would see these people who didn't look like they had more than a couple quarters to uh, rub together would spend $80 a month on pull-off tickets, uh, scratch tickets and whatnot. And then they'd be all happy because once a month they won $50 and the math does not add up. Um, you lost $30 this month. Um, and that's how betting on sports is, you know, a couple people might make out some money, but you know who's making money? The Vegas, that's how they pay for the lights um, and better views probably get to have Almost as fancy lights as the Bellagio, I'm guessing. My, I think it was my parents that always told me there's a reason why the buildings in Vegas are so damn tall. It's for schmucks like me that go there and blow all my money. Yeah, so not to preach, because I like, hey, I'll make a bet with you. I'm not against betting. I just think, but just I think, re I think this realize is where the money's going. But I think this is a good thing for NASCAR to help with the popularity and get people involved because I think this is the way that sports are going to go and we if you've ever been to uh soccer matches or football as they call them across the pond there they have um the betting stations inside the stadiums that where you can uh place bets and everything like that so we're we're kind of trending that direction but i mean i'm all for people getting more involved with nascar so what do they call football over there american football uh huh should we start an american football podcast next <laughs> unlucky <laughs> <laughs> all right some other news kyle larson continued his dominance this season and this is what we love about him is he he doesn't just race in the nascar series he, he still goes back to his roots he won on wednesday night at fort royal speedway it's a sprint car half mile clay oval in basically the dead center of pennsylvania yeah i mean he's got 16 wins across four disciplines of auto racing this year. So that's a lot of wins. Um, and I think two things happen. A, he gets better from driving all this other stuff. Like 
if you're driving different cars, it makes it easier to drive one better if you're getting better, just taking stuff from each. And the other thing it's doing is, I think it'll, in the long run, if more of the NASCAR guys do this, it'll help with the popularity. Because, uh, you know, us dirt track people want to be loved by the NASCAR people. And what better way to do it? And what's more grassroots than running out of track, which is literally in the middle of nowhere. Harrisburg, I looked it up on a map. Harrisburg, closest recognizable, recognizable town, <laughs> 45 minutes away. Like Altoona is like an hour and a half because uh, there's no direct route. It, and then uh, State College is like an hour away. So, you know, to have a NASCAR guy who's the hottest thing going right now, except for last week when he's a bridesmaid again, look at him, the always a bridesmaid. But uh, to have him running at your small tracks got to be exciting for the fans. And I'm I don't more, know if his competitors that are losing the $7,000 payday are as happy, but the fans, it's good. Well, and I'm more impressed of how he's able to keep doing this, you know, during the busy schedule. Like, hell, I was tired watching four races last weekend, and I'm not doing anything, just sitting my fat ass on the couch and watching. Well, he only did two races. But you know what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm tired watching four. He's only doing two. I can't, but I mean, that's a demanding schedule with what he's done across the, uh, the four different disciplines yeah it'll be interesting to see how long he does it now possibly he's doing all this because he lost some money last year you know <laughs> uh, mortgages don't pay for themselves i've been told all right well let's get into the weekend we are heading to road america which is in wisconsin it is it is elkhart lake i believe yeah that's right. So the Xfinity race, the Henry 180, uh, coverage begins on Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern on NBC and the Motor Racing Network, if you were listening on the radio. Three stages, they will be 10 laps, 10 laps, and 25 laps for a combined total of 45. My Auburn education helped that, helped there. We will have practice on Friday afternoon and then qualifying on Saturday morning. And the cool thing about this track is this will be the 12th time they have, the Xfinity Series has run at uh, Road America, and we have had 11 different winners. Yeah, it's uh, the, the winners we have that are in this race are Austin Sindrick, A.J. Allmendinger, Jeremy Clements, and Justin Allgaier. Um, and three of those are names that we associate with road races. Clements is the only one who's like, hey! is he a road guy maybe he is um so yeah uh i'm predicting a road winner wins at the road course Ooh, little, little teaser yeah going out there on a limb last uh last season the race was won by austin cendrick uh which made him the youngest winner i think they meant at the uh track he's yeah. 21 years old and then last year's race, there were seven cautions for 15 laps. And I will kill someone if that happens again, because that sounds like a snooze fest to me. Yeah, because those yellow flag laps around those, how long did it's you say four, this track? 4.0 something track. Oh my gosh, yeah. The long laps. Um, did you mention the double duty people on the weekend? I did not. Um, we got AJ Allmendinger, Austin Sindrick, Josh Balicki, Justin Haley, Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Busch are both running double duty. And then I saw some guys are getting some extra laps in. They're going to run a Trans Am series race. 
Yeah, I saw Christopher Bell was going to do that. Yeah, Christopher Bell, Ryan Newman, Austin Dillon, along with the Xfinity guys, Harrison Burton, Riley Herbst, Sam Mayer, and Ty Gibbs. So, and the uh, one of the outliers, I guess, for this week, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing will be running a fifth entry this weekend um, as we're going to get bushwhacked. Uh, so, Ty Gibbs will be in the number 81 Toyota. And the interesting thing with this, um, the crew chief of the number 54 car will join Gibbs in the 81 car. Oh, and it has a sponsor. Monster Energy drink, right? Yeah. I mean, Gibbs, every race we've seen him at uh, in the Xfinity, he's been uh, blank. So Monster Energy coming in. And then the big news for the Xfinity race. The most important news of the Xfinity Sad heads are in the house. Yeah. Or a sad running this weekend. Good to have him back. Um, hopefully, you know what? I think he'll do better than the last. Well, I guess there was qualifying in Austin. Um, he didn't do so well in Austin. I hope he does better here. Um, he won't. He won't be my pick to win, but we're rooting for him. We're sad yeah, at heart. Yeah. You know, if I had to pick a long shot, I wouldn't pick him because he's not one. He's a favorite, <laughs> fan and otherwise. All right. So speaking of, who do you have as your winner? Oh shit! I thought you were going first, but I will take Austin Sindrick or Boris said. All right, so you're going to go with a repeat winner, unless Boris Sedd wins. I'm going repeat winner. You know, someone's got to win a second time eventually, and Austin's been running pretty well overall and at road courses. So, I sadly think we'll get bushwhacked, and Kyle Busch will win. But my official pick, because I won't pick Kyle Busch to win an Xfinity race because that's cheating. I'm going to say Ty Gibbs pulls off the victory and continues the streak of different winners. Now, does Kyle let him win? No. No, because he's not the car owner. He doesn't care. Yeah. He will, <laughs> you know, he's not the car owner. He will wreck that guy. Although he could that. let him win because his boss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but does he really need a boss? Like, that's a sort of boss. Yeah. I mean, if you have your own truck team. You don't really have it. Oh, I guess he is his freaking cup boss. Yeah, yeah. like dumbass. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he'll start his own like twenty four XII or something. Yeah. He or whatever eighteen is. Um, now we're just rim <laughs> <laughs> XVII. Yeah, uh, we're not we're not Romans. We don't need to worry about Roman no. But we don't want to piss off our Italian fans if we ever get any. We don't have any yet. No, no downloads in Italy yet. Oh shit. So, all right, I so left, let's, I left a business card at Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's preview Sunday's cup race. It is the Jockey Made in America 250. We will have 60. 62- oh, wait, hold on, hold on. You left out part, and I know why. What part? It's presented by someone. No, I think the Xfinity race is presented. No, it's presented by the fake ass quick trip. Oh, the other quick trip. Yeah, the other quick trip. The one, the quick trip that doesn't have the awesome soft pretzels and the, uh, yeah. Which I tell so, you, I stopped at the one in uh, Bastrop. The new oh, one. yeah, rub that in. I, yeah, I don't want any. Yeah, it's, right. the, it's the Jockey Made in America 250 presented by KWIK Trip. Which is not the real quick trip. Yeah. So the Jockey Made in America 250 will have 62 laps. The first stage will be 14 laps. Second stage, 15 laps. And then using my Auburn math, that means the final stage will be 32 laps. 33. Are you sure? 14 and 15 is 29. 29 plus 32 is 61. 
Well, there's my Auburn education. <laughs> 33 laps is the final stage. Cover begins at 2 p.m. Eastern on NBC and the Motor Racing Network. And Tim Flock has to be the favorite uh, to win this race. He has won the only other cup race at Road America. Yeah, that was back in 1956. Wow. So maybe he's not the favorite. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I didn't. I looked. Well, let me look at the grid again. Let me see if his name's there. Are we sure that he's still alive? <laughs> son of a i hope oh man anyhow <laughs> so how many laps into this race before they show pictures of highlights from that race i don't know if there's any highlights did they even have tvs back in 56 <laughs> it was pre-polaroid camera yeah, but i yeah. think they should have black and white footage so this will be our drinking game every time i think they mention that they haven't been here since 56 or every time they mention tim flock's historic victory there yeah. or pictures we uh shotgun a bush light apple and uh, they'll have to mention cheesehead since they're in wisconsin yeah all right so what is more important why what caused your awkward <laughs> silence there well i was i was gonna cut that part out <laughs> I didn't know where to go for after Jesus. We're off the rails this episode. <laughs> All right. So, what is more? What do you think is more important uh, this week? Do you think it's actually experience on the track, or do you think it's just being used to, or you know, the the road course warriors, and that experience won't uh, really matter on this? Track? I mean, uh, since they, ha I mean, it's a brief practice, and it's a brief, uh, I mean, uh, qualifying. I think. The having overall track experience. Um, now, if one of these guys like Andy Lally or somebody is uh, has raced here a lot, a lot of different stuff, but as far as the guys who ran Xfinity races here once a year, I don't think that gets you enough experience. I think overall road, uh, if you know how to turn left and right and uh, hit the apex and whatnot and flush out the whatever, whatever the, the jigs, I think you're, you can handle it. So we have Chase Elliott, who's the betting favorite, had a pair of fourth place finishes uh, when he raced here in the Xfinity Series in 2014-15. Another notable name, Kyle Larson, finished seventh in 2014. And his crew chief, actually, he did a press conference and he said he doesn't think that the experience will matter just because it was so long ago. I think Larson was right around 2014. It might have been 2013. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you're only coming here once a year, the experience only goes so far. Yeah. All right, so let's go with your long shot to win. Well, that's weird because I, I put, like what I sent you in the email, I was like, I want Chase Elliott or Martin Truex, whoever you don't pick, because those were the two obvious picks. But then you didn't pick either one of them. Yeah, I threw a little uh, wrench in your plan. <laughs> you threw a curveball at me. I, what's as nuts did that too? Luke uh, Luke Hillen was doing that last week or the week before. Um, like, why do you guys do that? Like, there's an obvious choice you should pick. Well, we're doing long shots first, not a real winner. Oh, well, shit. I ruined the whole show. <laughs> no, it was ruined a long time ago. I'm going AJ Allmendinger because these, I mean, I'm going to go th throw a little curveball for you. I'm going to go yeah, with Michael yeah. McDowell. I bet you didn't think I was going to pick him. Michael McDowell won here previously in Xfinity. We, uh, he has won a race this year, so he's already locked into the playoffs, won the Daytona 500. But with his past success, I'm going to pick him. And that's a true long shot because I'm not, you know, a cherry picker like you that always, you know, picks a, 
quote unquote long shot when it's a road course guy. Well, no, because Mike Joy referred to Michael McDowell numerous times as a road course warrior. So you didn't pick a long shot. You well, picked... well, no, your guy, AJ Allmendinger, yeah. courtesy of Bet Online, is the seventh. He has the seventh best odds to win this race. Is that really a long shot? Well, I didn't know. I was going off owner or driver points. And he's not in the top 20. My guy. Michael McDowell has 66 to one odds. That's a long shot. Okay. Well, let's go to something else and then I'll pick a long shot. All right. Well, I'll pick your winner then. Uh, well, we already went. I I'm going to pick Chase Elliott mostly because I want Hooters BOGO. All right. And then I'm going to go with Kyle Larson because I'm going to go previous winners and continue that trend. And also he's the best driver right now. And I'm going to cherry pick. I gave you shit for cherry picking. And I'm going to cherry pick because he's the best driver currently. Also, I wanted to do mention what has happened to Martin Truex. I feel like we haven't seen him in a long time. I mean, he won the stage at Pocono, but it's, I felt like he feel like he hasn't really been in contention at the end of races lately. Well, I don't know if you listen to Kyle Busch. He said Gibbs engines are terrible and they have no way of competing. And then he went on and to win the race. <laughs> and then he went on to win the race. I'm going to go Daniel Suarez as my long shot. Wow, I was thinking you were gonna go with uh, uh, Chase Briscoe since we're uh, we're a pro Chase Briscoe podcast. All right, well, as one odds, and I he ran pretty well here last year. Okay, I'm gonna go. The ghost of Luke Hillen is telling me to pick Chase Briscoe. (laughs) All right, so I'm gonna go with Kyle Larson as my winner. Michael McDowell is a long shot. Two previous winners. Thomas, you're going to go with Chase Elliott. Kind of hoping. And then AJ Allmendinger, uh, Daniel Suarez, and uh, Chase Briscoe is my long shot. Your official pick, though, is Chase Briscoe. Yeah. For the podcast. All right. And now for our favorite segment each preview episode. And we got some good ones this week. I'm very happy with uh, our selection. Let's go first with the Xfinity series. And this one that you're choosing might be the best one across the field in both races. Oh, in the Xfinity, I'm going Kevin Harvick. He's in the number 99 Henry Repeating Arms Ford. Um, it's got a person on it. I don't know if that's Henry. It's probably Henry. As I guess it's Henry, but yeah, it's a sharp-looking car. And I'm all in favor of repeating arms, so no don't tread on me. And I'm going to go with Jeremy Clements in the number 51 Whitetail Smokeless Chevrolet. It just screams America. I mean, it's the closest thing we can get to a tobacco uh, sponsorship, and it is just like America and freedom just threw up all over the car, and it's beautiful. Well, and I don't know um, if he's going to do it again, but I think the last time he was in this car, if he finished in the top 10, they were sending out free uh, whatever they call a thing of uh, the smokeless tobacco. Yeah, they were going to send out a free one to everyone who liked their thingy, and he finished in 11th, which was sad. Damn, we don't like that. Uh, an honorable mention for me that I almost chose, but uh, I don't like that he races in Xfinity, so I didn't really want to pick him again. Uh, Kyle Busch in the 54 M&M's ice cream sandwich car, and there's about four ice cream sandwiches on the car. Oh, Two yeah. on the hood, one on each side. It's pretty badass, and we're we're fat asses, so we love food. Yeah, that one that one spoke to me, but like you said, we're trying to get wean him off. Of, we don't want to encourage him. <laughs> 
All right, so let's go to Cup. Who do you have as your favorite paint scheme? Like, you always put me first. You go first. I got to find the email I sent you since you didn't put it in the thingy. All right, I'm um, going to go with uh, Kevin Harvick, who is in the Bushlight Apple Red Ford, which uh, he I think he ran last year at the All-Star Race in Bristol, but I think it was just regular Bush. This is now Bushlight Apple, so we'll shotgun those uh, for our drinking games uh, later on this weekend and then another one i had was ty dillon in the number 96 lurlock bass pro shops toyota and it's got like a little river pond looking thing on the side and then it opens up on the back end and there's giant fish hooks uh at the back end so it's pretty sweet and it reminded me of the bush light commercial where the guy gets hooked and he's like what is that a fish hook there you go i am going with uh, austin dillon and the number three um Dow Slutes Veterans car and the car has the names of Dow employees that have served in the military on the hood. So pretty looks pretty sharp. And then I my other car, you know, I'm a fan of whiskey, I'm a fan of chocolate, and uh I like eight ball, <laughs> you know. So never even though I've never had the the whiskey, um because they own Sally here in Texas. We know someone who knows someone in the corporate office. So I'm feeling pretty strong like we're going to have it. I'm going with friend of the program, Quinn Hauf, in the double zero hashtag Z00M uh, eight ball whiskey car. All right. Uh, some other honorable mentions that we had Ricky Stenhouse in the 47 Kroger and Ballpark hot dogs cars. Just got a giant hot dog on the back end. Again, we love food. Uh, and it's fourth of july i don't really yeah. eat hot dogs but i feel like you have to on certain uh, weekends like memorial day fourth of july it's pretty american well if you're not gonna have wiener pills as your sponsor have wieners yeah but we'll, we won't get into exalta because i don't need more people texting me but i had numerous people texting me about what exalta actually is some of them were right some of them were wrong <laughs> love you mom uh, the other couple other ones, some patriotic schemes from Eric Amarola. He's in the Pit Boss Grills. And then Chris Busher got in there. I gave uh, uh, their PR guy some stink during Memorial Day weekend because their car didn't have any patriotic schemes, uh, but they uh, redeemed themselves this weekend. So I have to give them a little shout out. And what was your first uh, cup one again? Uh, the uh, Bush Light Apple Ford. Bush. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So that will do it for our Road America preview. We will be back on Tuesday to recap the Xfinity and Cup Series races. We also have a special interview episode uh, coming out on Wednesday before we preview uh, the next race coming up. Do we want to tell people who our guest is? Uh, it's up to you. You're the uh, executive producer. I think we'll leave him in suspense. Oh, it reminds me of a joke. All right. How do you leave a, a how, how do you keep a moron in suspense? It's funny because you just don't say anything. <laughs> Big bang boom. We'll see. I, used, I used to be a moron, so that used to get me all the time. <laughs> all right, so be sure to follow us on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod or on Instagram at Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. We will see you guys on Tuesday. Be sure to enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Celebrate responsibly and drink lots of bush light. We'll see you guys. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. Until that race
Texan fever started burning in my brain. I started running many stops when I was 13 and won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde. He built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. Has given me the brakes. I must admit she smiled a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And now I've got the others on my side. 